chapter 24, Worshiping Govardhan Hill. While engaged with the Brahmins, who were too involved in the performance of Vedic sacrifices, Krishna and Balaram also saw that the cowherd men were preparing a similar sacrifice in order to pacify Indra, the king of heaven, who is responsible for supplying water. As stated in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, a devotee of Krishna has strong and firm faith in the understanding that if he is simply engaged in Krishna consciousness and Krishna's transcendental loving service, then he is freed from all other obligations. A pure devotee of Lord Krishna doesn't have to perform any of the ritualistic functions enjoined in the Vedas, nor is he required to worship any demigods. Being a devotee of Lord Krishna, one is understood to have performed all kinds of Vedic rituals and all kinds of worship of the demigods. Just by performing the Vedic ritualistic ceremonies or worshiping the demigods, one does not develop devotional service for Krishna. But one who is engaged fully in the service of the Lord has already finished all Vedic injunctions. Krishna ordered a stop to all such activities by his devotees, for he wanted to firmly establish exclusive devotional service during his presence in Vrindavan. Krishna knew that the cowherd men were preparing for the Indra sacrifice because he is the omniscient personality of Godhead. But as a matter of etiquette, he began to inquire with great honor and submission from elder personalities, like Nanda Maharaj and others. Krishna asked his father, My dear father, what is the arrangement going on for a great sacrifice? What is the result of such sacrifice, and for whom is it meant? How is it performed? Will you kindly let me know? I am very anxious to know about this procedure, so please explain to me the purpose of this sacrifice. Upon this inquiry, his father, Nanda Maharaj, remained silent, thinking that his young boy would not be able to understand the intricacies of performing a yagya. Krishna, however, persisted. My dear father, for those who are liberal and saintly, there is no secrecy. They do not think anyone to be a friend or enemy because they are always open to everyone. And even for those who are not so liberal, nothing should be secret for the family members and friends although secrecy may be maintained for persons who are inimical. Therefore, you cannot keep secrets from me. All persons are engaged in fruitive activities. Some know what these activities are, and they know the result. And some execute activities without knowing the purpose or the result. A person who acts with full knowledge gets the full result, and one who acts without knowledge does not get such a perfect result. Therefore, please let me know the purpose of this sacrifice which you are going to perform. Is it according to Vedic injunction, or is it simply a popular ceremony? Kindly let me know in detail about this sacrifice. On hearing this inquiry from Krishna, Nanda Maharaj replied, My dear boy, this ceremonial performance is more or less traditional. Because rainfall is due to the mercy of King Indra, and the clouds are his representatives. And because water is so important for our living, we must show some gratitude to the controller of this rainfall, Maharaj Indra. We are arranging, therefore, to pacify King Indra, because he has very kindly sent us clouds to pour down sufficient quantity of rain for successful agricultural activities. 
Water is very important. Without rainfall, we cannot farm or produce grains. We cannot live if there is no rainfall. It is necessary for successful religious ceremonies, economic development, and ultimately liberation. Therefore, we should not give up the traditional ceremonial function. If one gives it up, being influenced by lust or greed or fear, then it does not look very good for him. After hearing this, Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, in the presence of his father and all the cowherd men of Vrindavan, spoke in such a way as to make the heavenly king Indra very angry. He suggested that they forego the sacrifice. His reasons for discouraging the sacrifice performed to please Indra were twofold. First, as stated in the Bhagavad Gita, there is no need to worship the demigods for any material advancement. All results derived from worshipping the demigods are simply temporary, and only those who are less intelligent are interested with temporary results. Secondly, whatever temporary result one derives from worshipping the demigods is actually granted by the permission of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It is clearly stated in the Bhagavad Gita, Mayaiva vihitan hitan. Whatever benefit is supposed to be derived from the demigods is actually bestowed by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Without the permission of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one cannot bestow any benefit upon others. But sometimes the demigods become puffed up by the influence of material nature. Thinking themselves as all in all, they try to forget the supremacy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In the Srimad Bhagavatam, it is clearly stated that in this instance, Krishna wanted to make King Indra angry. Krishna's advent was especially meant for the annihilation of the demons and the protection of the devotees. King Indra was certainly a devotee, not a demon. But because he was puffed up, Krishna wanted to teach him a lesson. He first tried to make Indra angry by stopping the Indra Puja, which was arranged by the cowherd men in Vrindavan. With this purpose in mind, Krishna began to talk as if he were an atheist supporting the philosophy of karma mimamsa. Advocates of this type of philosophy do not accept the supreme authority of the personality of Godhead. They put forward the argument that if anyone works nicely, the result is sure to come. Their opinion is that even if there is a God who gives man the result of his fruitive activities, there is no need to worship him, because unless man works... He cannot bestow any good result. They say that instead of worshipping a demigod or god, people should give attention to their own duties, and thus the good result will surely come. Lord Krishna began to speak to his father according to this principle of karma mimamsa philosophy. 